Hey, everybody, welcome to Locked On Badgers, your daily source for everything that's happening with the Wisconsin Badger sports landscape. As always, I'm your co-host, Ryan, joined by uh, the super knowledgeable and passionate Justin. And we are here today on the precipice of March Madness. We're going to go into our final uh, Colgate predictions. I think one of us I think one of us might be a little bit of a doomsayer here on this one. I'm not really sure. And then we're going to get into what a loss would mean for Wisconsin on this season. Would it tarnish what we've all considered to be a very successful and surprising season? Does a first-round loss to a sparky Colgate team ruin that entire year? And then we're also going to get into some predictions on uh, the other Big Ten games for March Madness. All that today, all that and more on today's Locked On Badgers. As always, thank you for making Locked On Badgers your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. Justin, my man, um, let's jump into our our locked on Colgate predictions. Who you got coming out of this game? Give me your score, your prediction, wherever you want to start with. I, I'm gonna. I'll start out with how I think this game will play out. I think it will start out being a fairly close game. I think I w- it wouldn't shock me if Wisconsin is down a bucket or something going into the half, just because we haven't been playing good ball, and I think it may take a a little bit to kick the rust off, having been a week. Um, I do expect us to turn it on in the second half. Wisconsin has been a pretty good second half team most of this year. Uh, they adjust well and, and seem to you know lock in in the second half. I think Johnny Davis is going to have a big game. And I could see him having a, a solid first half and kind of doing what Johnny does when he has a big game, which is he's he puts up about 10 in the first half and then he just torches the other team in the second half. And I think that he, it wouldn't surprise me if he goes for 25 or 30 in this. I just think that Colgate's going to struggle to keep him under wraps. I don't know if they have the athleticism, and if they keep throwing guys at him, I still think that he can get any shot he wants for the most part. Um, That being said, I'm going to go ahead and make a prediction. I'm going to bring it down from 15 that I said earlier, and I will say that Wisconsin's going to win by 11. So I'm going to say final score, 73-62. Uh, it's definitely a plausible score. So you definitely think uh, this is a game where Johnny Davis is going to get off the snide. Um, I, I'll i start with my game prediction, and then I will kind of backtrack to how I think we got there. I think it's a close game. I do think Wisconsin wins. I want to say it's going to be a, a lower-scoring game, um, 65 to 59, something like that. So I think that's a six, yeah, six points. The spread is at seven. So I think Colgate just covers it, but they keep it close enough to make it make it a little dangerous and a little anxiety-ridden. I just think this is a game where a veteran team like Colgate's not going to go away. I don't think Wisconsin shooting shooting uh, issues get solved in this game or this entire season. So it, they're just not going to pull away. But I think it's too much Johnny Davis. It's too much Tyler Wall. And I do think I agree with your other point. I think this is a, kind of a get-right game for Johnny Davis. I think this is a game where he goes over 20. He hasn't done that in a while. Um, 20, 25 points, something like that. I think he's going to take it to Colgate all night, and he's going to, at the end of the day, be the deciding factor. He's the best player on the court, right? And the best players make the biggest plays in the biggest moments, and that's why they're the best players. So, yeah, I, I agree with this, your your premise on that. I just think it's going to be closer because I don't think this Colgate game, Colgate team that has won 15 in a row, by the way, uh, is going to go away. I mean, I, I think they'll hang around for a while. I, I think the bigger factor to me is I do think some of the secondary players for Wisconsin will step it up. I think Crow will have a solid game here. I, I don't think that the big man from 
from Colgate is going to be anything special or a guy that's really going to tax him and, and make him struggle. I, I think he's probably solid. I, I don't doubt that, but I think Crowell can, can play well against a guy who's solid. I, I think he struggles when he plays an above average post presence. So I think he'll be good in this game. I think he'll get 10, 12 points in this game. Hopefully he hits one from the outside and gets off the uh, snide there and gets some confidence going again from the perimeter. But I do think that the the secondary cast in this game will play well. And I really think Chucky is, is really going to play well in this game. I think that he's a guy who, now that he's playing a team that's not necessarily a Big Ten team, will will kind of see a little blood in the water from an athleticism standpoint. He's not seeing a guard across from him that's going to be a, a plus athlete anymore. So I got to be honest, I feel like all the arguments you're making are backing up your 15-point Wisconsin win. Right, because if Johnny Davis goes off, if the bench plays well, if Hepburn does well, if Wall does well, if Crowell does well, they're gonna, they are gonna beat him by fifteen at that point, not eleven. I I think that the team will be fairly balanced in this game. Now, with that, you notice I didn't say Davison. He he could have a mediocre game for his standards if he goes for. I mean, let's look at it this way: Wisconsin's not a team that gets bench scoring. So if I say the starting five, everyone's in double figures, that basically puts us at 50 points. You know, Johnny Davis goes for 25. Now we're at 65. So if they hit 73, they maybe have four points off the bench or something like that. I don't know. It, it would shock me if we get double-digit bench scoring in this game. Yeah, that has just been such an Achilles heel all year and really down the stretch. I just, to me, it's, it's just one of those games, man, where um, I just am not going to overlook the veteran factor of Colgate. I mean, they were in the tournament last year. They got a bunch of seniors and juniors, and they shoot the ball well. They're not going to be rattled. They're going to play smart. Um, they played, you know, not not good Power 5 teams this year, but they played Power 5 teams in good environments. You know, Syracuse, going to Syracuse, that's a good environment. It's a tough matchup. And it's just not something where I feel confident Wisconsin can pull away because they haven't done it all year. But that being said, to loop it back to what I said originally, I still think Wisconsin's going to win this game. Like, they're the better team. They're in Milwaukee. They're battle-tested. They played a tougher conference. And I think the defense on the perimeter is going to do enough. And I think Johnny Davis is the elevating factor. Like, at the end of the day, I'll, I'll leave you on this one. At the end of the day, if, if both these teams, you know, the, the overall talent is kind of equal in some ways minus Johnny Davis. Johnny, Johnny Davis is just the, the outlier. To everything and there's nothing Colgate can throw against that to even that matchup up. I don't disagree there, and it's possible, like I said, winning by 11 and maybe free throws at the end that extends that. You know, when when you're consistently when you're going to get an opportunity to score every possession because the other team's hoping that you'll miss, you get a chance there to, to you know lengthen that lead a little bit. It could go from eight points to 11. Let me let me ask you this really quick. Because you've been pretty consistent, 11, uh, you had a 15 point, somewhere in there. You, you think it's going to be not an easy game, but a r- somewhat comfortable game. What is the non-injury, non-foul trouble reason that Wisconsin does lose this game? It would be Colgate shooting very well. And, and we've seen that before happen to Wisconsin teams. Because what, what is the, the number one thing that we see from Wisconsin teams when they lose in the tournament? They, they lay an absolute egg shooting. The difference that this team is, is that Johnny, when he has an advantage, Johnny has the ability to score on anyone. And he, he can get most pretty much any shot he wants. Now, he does not always shoot well, but this is going to be the easiest defenders that he's seen in 
what, two months? Probably longer than that since non-conference schedule. The the athlete from an athleticism standpoint, these will be the most limited athletes he's seen since since probably preseason basketball or pre pre Big Ten. So to me, it's from that standpoint, he's going to have an easier time getting the shots he wants, which I think is a, is a pretty big deal. Um, that's something that most of the Wisconsin teams in the past have not had. We have not had a guy who can who can get easy looks, and that has always been an Achilles heel when we play these games. If a team shoots really well and we can't get easy shots and they're just not falling, then we're in trouble. Johnny can get to the rim. And to be fair, Hepburn can get to the rim fairly well too. He's just not a guy who takes that risk a lot. All right, with that, we're going to come back in just a moment with our second topic. We're going to dive into what a loss would mean to this Badger team this season. You know, they've had an unbelievable year, well beyond our expectations, but what a loss to Colgate. Would that affect anything? But first, our first sponsor is Stat Hero. Man, do I love March Madness. I love the brackets, but I can't remember the last time I actually went deep or even won any money. I'm hedging my bets this year with Stat Hero's NCAA Pick'em's Contest. Stat Hero's NCAA Single Game Pick'em puts the star players against each other in an amazing hybrid fantasy and sports gambling setup. To take control back from handicappers that have always seemed to have the advantage, you get the opportunity to use our ability to break it down by player by player. Start focusing on the players you know best with gameplay that doesn't rely on big spreads, long odds, and or funky props. Stat Hero gives you the advantage, resulting in their gamers winning four times more often. Why? Because Stat Hero eliminates the mystery about who or what you're going up against. Stat Hero is the easiest and fastest way to get your sports action fixed. The simple, sleek gameplay will have you playing in minutes. This is what daily fantasy was meant to be. Sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on for a 100% match. Terms and conditions may apply. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And once again, everybody, thanks for making Lockdown Badgers your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. All right, diving into this second topic here. Ryan, do you think that a loss here to Colgate would negatively impact your view of what this season was? Yes. Wait, you, you should I expound on that more? Yes, I think, I think yes. that would be a good idea. Um, you know, it's a really great question. I, I think it's a really, really interesting question because if you had sold anybody on the idea before the year that this team would win a share of the regular season title, would get into the dance, would be a three seed, um, you know, and lose to what is not a terrible mid-major, I think everyone would have bought that stock at the beginning of the year and said, yeah, I'm fine with that. But expectations change, right? Like you, at some point during the course of a season, when you've established that that you're a much better team than what we thought we were, at that point, expectations change. So yes, if you get a three seed against number 14 Colgate and you have 
a top 10 NBA probable pick in Johnny Davis on the roster and you lose that game, yeah, it tarnishes it. It just does. Um, it doesn't It doesn't eliminate all the good, right? There's a lot of great memories from the season, no matter what happens. The, the Purdue games, the regular season, Johnny Davis, Houston, St. Mary's, et cetera, et cetera. But it absolutely puts a bruise on that, that veneer. I agree completely. I, I think that's exactly the way I was going to phrase it is our baseline changed during the course of the season. We found out that this team had a lot more talent than we expected and it was further along from a development standpoint than we expected this season. And so it's a big deal to have a game like this where you're a three seed. Three seeds shouldn't lose to four teams. Now, I realize it's happened in the past, but there's a reason why those are huge major upsets on the uh, one shining moments that we see this is not a game which Wisconsin should lose, especially not with a, with having the best player on the floor for that game in Johnny Davis. Um, to me, quite honestly, in my opinion, given how the bracket is setting up, even if they play LSU in the second game, losing either one of these games to me would be kind of a letdown. Not that LSU is a terrible team, but there's so much more drama and everything associated with that team that we should be able to take them down. This is the best. I mean, we we have a golden ticket into the Sweet 16. If there ever is a such thing, and we're at home, thing, is it? we're, we're, we're at in home. Wisconsin. And the other part of this, and we've kind of hit on this, but again, I think it's worth repeating. We never have an NBA lottery pick. Like, and we never have a guard right that is that this transcendent. I mean, I know we've had Decker and we've had Kaminsky and we've had, but we got to do. We just don't get these dudes often, right? Mm-hmm. So the one time you get this guy and you're playing in Milwaukee. You just can't lose. I would, I'm not even going to say to a 14 seed. I'm just saying, like, you can't even lose if we were playing a 10 seed. You got to mm-hmm. get past the first round and get that type of NBA talent in your roster because it doesn't happen in Madison very often. Well, uh, well, that's just said. Everything is kind of setting up in their favor for this to be like you, you'll have the home crowd, you'll have the best player on the floor. I would say Davison overall might be the second best player on the floor. No disrespect to, to Colgate with that, but he's he's produced a lot more at a higher level than most of their players have. So I think it's fair to assume that Wisconsin should win this game handily. Um, but I, I don't necessarily see that because Colgate can shoot. And I think that that's the difference. Like if this wasn't a, an exceptionally good team from the outside, I'd feel Wisconsin would win this game comfortably. With the fact that Colgate is a team that can get hot from the outside, we both know how that tends to open the game up. Guys who aren't necessarily the most gifted athletes can, can suddenly get drives to the hoop because teams have to close out so hard, so hard on them to, to try and make sure they don't hit those shots. So it's a big deal. Um, Wisconsin will have the athleticism advantage in this game and they need to take advantage of that. Yeah. And I've also, we've listened, we've also talked about where do you rank the tiers of what matters to you in a season, right? Cause you have March madness, you have the big 10 conference tournament, you have the regular season, you have the out-of-conference games, right? There's a lot of different things that people care about. For me, March – and I, not everyone thinks like this, and that's fine. There's no right or wrong way to think about this. Some people love the regular season. Some people love the, the, those out-of-conference tournaments in Maui and places like that. But for me, March Madness, like this is this is what I really care about. So yeah, if we're really being taken a step further, like this is where all the eyeballs are. Nobody's yeah. really watch. I mean, everyone's watching everything, but nobody's really watching yeah. Wisconsin versus Minnesota. Yeah, the games to get here matter, but the games that truly matter in the college basketball season start when we hit the middle of March. That's when it becomes everyone kind of turns their eyeballs to see just how good your team is. 
This is an opportunity, and Wisconsin had it in 2014 and 2015, to showcase your program. You get an opportunity to show. And this, this is a great opportunity for Wisconsin to kind of put to bed the, the uh, pace of play argument that everybody makes against them. Listen, Lenardi made that comment about them coming into this that, oh, the plotting slow style might not work against Colgate. No, this team does not play slow. In fact, it plays middle of the middle of the country in terms of pace of play. And I would say, given their shooting, they are they are actually very fast for what they are because they don't shoot great and they are scoring more than what they normally scored in seasons when they were more efficient. I wouldn't call them very fast. <laughs> like I wouldn't go that far. Well, I just for was, I'm I'm talking about Wisconsin for by Wisconsin Wisconsin standards. We are we. This is an exceptionally fast pace of play for Wisconsin. The only team that me, seemed me, that it played fast in the past was probably 2015, and that's because they were so efficient. Yeah, and those teams didn't even play, play fast. If we're honest, they were just incredibly efficient. Yeah, um, it was like watching this, me, the Spurs play in college. Yeah, they were incredible. Wow, there was so much skill on those teams that they, they didn't have to do anything. Uh, let me let me finish on this question. So I think we've established the answer to the first question, right? That an opening round loss is it taints the season. What about the next round? Just really quick, we don't need to dive too far into it because we're coming up on on a, a, an ad read here. But a loss in the second round does that taint the season for you? Because I think that's uh, to me. I'll give you mine quick. I don't think so. I think I think if you get past the first, um, once you get to round of thirty-two, a lot of things can happen. For, for me personally, yes. For, for how it's probably going to be viewed nationally, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Um, I, I, would, I don't like the idea of them losing that game because I don't think that the teams that are coming up, they're coming up against are anything special. And Wisconsin's beaten teams like that all season long. And I want to see them shut the door on that and take care of things. That's, that's fair, but I just want to reiterate the fact that you are then saying if you don't get to the Sweet 16, the season can be considered not – successful enough in well way, i mean which is, you, they want we want a share of the big 10 title at that point that's kind of where the the expectations are like if you're if you're good enough to win one of the best conferences in the country you should be good enough to prove that you're one of the top 16 teams in the country all right guys um justin justin threw it out there it, that's a bold statement Coming up next, we're gonna we're gonna jump into the other Big Ten teams. Uh, just do kind of a, a quick preview on how we think they're gonna fare in the opening round. Uh, but first, one of our favorite sponsors on the show, Built Bar. Uh, Built Bar has become uh, quickly a show favorite for both of us. They have um, just the ability to make they what they've done is they they've created tasty snacks and then they've made them healthy. It, it's a candy bar, it, or it's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It doesn't have all the calories. It has tons of grams of protein and it's something simple that you can throw into your backpack and you feel good about it. Like that's why you work out. That's why you, you live the active life you want to live is to feel good about it. And Bill Bar is there to support you on that journey. And it's something that we've really dove into, you know, it's, it's really about the taste. It's delicious. Uh, but then again, they make it, you know, something that your body craves and your body gets a lot out of. Um, if you go to built.com, use promo code lock 15, get 15% off your order. That's promo code lock 15 for 15% off built.com. Uh, I promise you, this is one of the best things we've found. You will not be disappointed. Today's show is also brought to you by Bet Online. And again, there is no better time of the year to dive into Bet Online than March Madness. There is so much action, uh, basically from from noon till till you go to bed. Um, and if you go to Bet Online right now, 
you find all the latest odds, props, uh, contests. It's the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. It also has all the information in terms of just getting you started. If you've never done it before, there's podcasts and articles. It helps you understand the lingo um, and the ways to get started where it's not nerve wracking and it doesn't feel overwhelming. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs. Uh, live betting, Vegas casino games. Head to the website today. Use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, Justin. Um, we want to get into the other Big Ten teams, our, our Big Ten brothers, and just kind of give us some predictions for the games. Really quick, though, I want to, I want to ask you a very quick question, a segue. It's always interests me with, with conference fans. Do you cheer for other Big Ten teams when it comes to bowl games in football or March Madness in basketball? I do. Not Minnesota, obviously. I, I do, but it's teams I respect. Um, and that can be a season to season question. Um, in this, in like in this particular season, I, I've, I've been a fan of Rutgers, even though they frustrated me losing that game to them was hard to swallow earlier in the year. Um, I have really liked watching, you know, some of the teams that we've watched, you know, as much as I hate to say it, I respect some of the things Iowa has done, even though I hate their coach and I hate Bohannon. Um, but Keegan Murray is a very, very good player. And watching him play has been impressive. Um, and, you know, I, I just like seeing a team that is in our conference prove that our conference is good and that that the recognition that Wisconsin's getting for playing well is deserved. So I, I pretty much root for all Big Ten teams, just FYI, football and basketball, except for Minnesota. Obviously, I, I hope they never win another game in the history. In the, well, yeah, in I mean, all the futures. They're not they're clearly not here, so we don't have to worry about that. Right, bowl games or anything. I never, but really any other Big Ten team I generally root for because I believe a rising tide kind of lifts all boats. The better the conference looks, the better it is for Wisconsin, et cetera, et cetera. But okay, let's let's jump into some of these games. Uh, why don't you lead us off? You pick the games, and then we'll we'll decide how we or sure. we'll throw our thoughts out there and how they're going to go. Sure. Uh, well, just to to preface this, everybody, we are recording this at on Wednesday night. Um, we are doing this simultaneous with the Notre Dame Rutgers game, which is the game Big Ten game. Uh, leading off for the the tournament after last night, Indiana beating uh, Wyoming. Who do you think is going to win, Notre Dame or Rutgers? Um, so it's currently first half, uh, 20 25 Notre Dame. Based on that, I'm going to go with Notre Dame. Okay. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I actually think Rutgers is going to win this. Uh, I think we both like their size in the backcourt, the versatility. Um, it's it's a close game right now. I just think they can they can create some issues with their their switchability and their um, defensive pressure. So I'm gonna go no, Rutgers over Notre Dame. I'm gonna I'm gonna echo that. I really like this Rutgers team. I think they're tough. I think they have gone through the meat grinder that was the Big Ten this year, and they actually really impressed me when they went on that run where they beat the what was it five straight teams that were ranked. So I I think they have players on this team. They have. A bunch of guys who are all six five or bigger that can all switch switch on defense, and honestly, pretty much all of them are effective offensive players too. So it's there's a lot of places that Rutgers can go if somebody's not playing well in this game. I'm not necessarily sure Notre Dame has the same flexibility. All right, game number two, Michigan at Colorado State. Michigan, the 11 seed, Colorado State, number six. Yeah, Michigan's favored in this game uh, by a point and a half, which is interesting to me with the, some of the chaos. But uh, I got to be honest, I don't know much about Colorado State, so I, I don't have a great feel on this one. I don't love uh, 
the idea that Michigan obviously didn't have their coach down the stretch. I feel like that adds some turmoil to everything. So I'm, I'm going to go Colorado State, but I, I don't really have a good feel on this one. Yeah, I don't either. Um, I'm going to go Michigan just because I think that they're going to go to Hunter in the post and that Michigan will find a way to kind of grind this game out. He has proven that he can have games where he plays really well for them and he can carry them. I think that's kind of what we may end up seeing in this game. All right, the next one is number 12 seed Richmond at number five seed Iowa. Yeah, I wanted to go. I wanted to go Richmond here. Uh, Richmond's actually a team that uh, defensively can can is isn't terrible. Iowa, we've talked about their defensive issues, um, but Iowa's offense is just too much. Now, I do think this game's gonna be closer. Uh, Iowa's a ten point favorite. I'm I'm gonna think Richmond covers that. I'm not as big on the Iowa bandwagon, but they're offensively played so well recently. I think they're gonna steamroll uh, steamroll through kind of the first couple rounds before they run into some issues. Yeah, I agree with that. I think Iowa will actually play well, and I think they'll win comfortably in this game. Um, I don't think it catches them quite yet, but I do think it will eventually. I agree with you that it will catch up to them sooner or later that they can't play defense. If they get against the team and the shots aren't falling, then I I just think that they're kind of a sieve on defense. All right, 12 seed Indiana at five seed St. Mary's. This is possibly the most intriguing game for me out of the Big Ten games. Indiana really has played well lately, late in the season. Yep, uh, it's a two-and-a-half-point line. St. Mary's is varied by two-and-a-half. I'm going to go St. Mary's, even though Indiana's played well lately, so St. Mary's. St. Mary's down the stretch. Uh, aside from a loss to Gonzaga, uh, which they also beat Gonzaga down the stretch, by the way. They went one-and-one one against the Zags. Um, aside from that, St. Mary's has been pretty good as well down the stretch. So we saw them early in the year. I was pretty impressed with that team, even though we beat them. Um, I think they have a little bit more offensive skill than Indiana. So I'm going to go uh, St. Mary's. Yeah, I'm going to go Indiana here. So we're, we're not going to be in lockstep the whole way through. Um, I just think that Trace, Jackson, Trace Jackson Davis is going to be too much for them. Um, he's one of the guys that has really impressed me this season with his athleticism and his ability to move in the post. I just think that he's going to be a problem for any team that can't match up well with him. And if they're going to lose a game, it's going to be against a team that has some, some athleticism in the front court to match him a little bit. But I think he can do kind of whatever he wants in this game. That's kind of one of the reasons that Wisconsin wasn't amazing against uh, St. Mary's. Wall had a great game, but they really don't – like Crowell wasn't exactly lights out in that game. All right. So next game is Loyola-Chicago at Ohio State. Loyola, the 10 seed, Ohio State number seven. It's another game where the line is pretty close. A lot of these Big Ten lines are pretty close for this this opening round. Um, I have Ohio State winning this one. Uh, Loyola struggled a little bit down the stretch, dropped, uh, I think, three out of ten, uh, three out of eight, sorry, down the stretch, I believe. And then uh, Ohio State, they obviously have E.J. Liddell, who we've seen in person, or we've seen a club close and personal, being a very good player. But really, um, getting Malachi uh, Branham going down the stretch really gave them a second option, a really good shooter, shot over 42%, and really down the – like, the last – five or six games he had a 31 point game a 27 point game and it's really become Liddell and Branham and they've given him a one-two combo that they didn't have early in the year so yeah I was gonna stay in this one I was gonna say he really came along as the season went on and I think that he may be one of the top players in the conference next year um oh I don't know um it wouldn't shock me to see like Loyal is a very veteran team so it would not shock me to see them win this game I think that Ohio State 
is a little bit of a paper tiger at to some extent. Like they've they've coughed up some games that they shouldn't this season. And it will it will be interesting to see if they don't shoot well to start this game if they struggle and they cave. Um, because you know how it is when those low seeds, if they if they smell some blood in the water and all they need to do is get some confidence that they can go on a run. And I think Loyal is definitely capable of that. I think they have that comp that type of attitude that they think that they can play with Ohio State. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go Loyola. Well, yeah, they can definitely play with them, and they should have that confidence. All right, next game. Uh, probably the first one is that that's a fairly e- easy one is 14 seed Yale versus three seed Purdue. <laughs> yeah, listen, I'm not even, we're not that spend too much time on this. Um, those Yale kids are really smart. They're going to have great careers in the financial yeah. sector. Um, so I wish them success after this basketball season. <laughs> Purdue's gonna stop. Yeah, this is a game where Purdue is capable of absolutely throttling them and probably should. Um there's just too many guys on that Purdue team that can can just do whatever they want against Yale. No offense to Yale's athletes, but Edie is going to have a huge advantage against almost anyone in the post, and I mean almost anyone. Um, and Ivy is just going to be an, a huge problem for them defensively. Uh, it's one of the perks that Purdue has going into this tournament is they have mismatch problems that they can really cause for teams because you can't just you know, throw everyone at Ivy because then Edie is just going to eat lunch in the post. And if you, you really drop on him, Purdue can really shoot from the outside too. So yeah, Purdue is definitely going to win this one. I, I'm going to guess probably by over 15, but congrats y'all on making it. All right. Chattanooga and the fighting Lamont Paris's versus Illinois. Yeah. I mean, we <laughs> talked last or two shows ago about how much I think Illinois is just going to bludgeon people. So it'd be, it'd be out of, out of form for me to think the, you know, Chattanooga has any chance here. They do have Malachi Smith, who's one of the best scorers in the country. He's a guard averaging 20 per game, uh, but it's just not going to matter. Illinois is too physical. They're too, they're too talented. I, I think Illinois is going to destroy a lot of people. Um, so yeah, give me, give me Illinois. I think it's another team like Purdue that could win by 15, 20 points. All right. Hey, I agree with that. I think Illinois is probably going to be okay through the first couple of rounds. Uh, where it's going to potentially burn them is going to be if they get to a team that can kind of match up with them athletically and Illinois plays sloppy and they'll get stung by a team that's playing cleaner. Um, all right. Now, 10 seed Davidson versus seven seed Michigan state. I got it. I got to go Sparty on this one. Um, yeah, this is, although this is another one where the line's pretty close and I'm trying not to go all chalk big 10, but uh, this is – you look at some of the, the wins and losses on, on um, Davidson's schedule, right, and it's losing to Rhode Island. It's losing to um, – what was the other team they just lost? I'm sorry. Hold on. I just had it up. They have this a long streak going, don't they, Davidson? No, no. So they just lost to Richmond. That was the other team. We okay. just yeah, that's right. So that's how Richmond got in the tournament. Rhode Island. Like, it's just not a very impressive resume to me. Like – to me, it's one of those things where the records are similar, and then you realize what Michigan State had to go through to get here. And you see some of the losses on Davidson's, Davidson's uh, schedule. I'm going to go Michigan State, um, maybe by five or so. Not not a blowout. I'm going to agree with you there. I, I think that Michigan State is a team that, if they can lock in mentally, is is very capable of causing problems in this tournament for a lot of teams. Um, they're they're pretty athletic. They have a decent uh, post player in Bingham. 
Um, and they're solid at the guard. So with them, it's really turnovers and bad shooting that potentially could are their trouble spots. And I don't think that Davidson can cause any of those problems in this game. Sorry, Davidson. And finally, so really, sure. Yo, oh, last thing is uh, is us, right? Yeah, <laughs> we already know what our answer yeah. is on that one. So really quick here, I just because we're we're starting to run a little long, but I want to know: do we do we just go total homer on this? I feel like we really went Big Ten heavy. I mean, I mean, you did. I picked Loyola and, and uh, actually we kind of split it because I went Indiana and you went St. Mary's. So yeah, we, we were pretty, pretty close to chalk on this almost. And uh, Indiana losing and I had Iowa playing a closer game than expected, but I feel like we still overall went pretty Homer on this. I don't know how Homer it is. I, I think that, like I said, I think, the the way college basketball is this year is I think you get to the top 25 and it's a fairly, there's a lot of parody in that, but I'm not sure how strong the next 25 after that top 25 is. And that's where I kind of wonder with this tournament, how it's going to play out. Like, I think, I think when we get to the sweet 16, every game is going to be a toss up and anyone that thinks differently hasn't watched basketball this year. Like we had Kentucky as a one seed and Tennessee has kicked them around every time they've played them this year. And it's like you get through the first four seeds in every bracket, and it's like any one of these teams could win it if they get hot. It's it's realistically anyone's ball game for who's going to win the title this year. And Gonzaga, I'm sorry, you lost three games and you didn't really have the strongest schedule. So I'm just not buying that you guys are going to become world beaters in the tournament. All right. With that, we're going to go ahead and call it a day, everybody. Thanks again for listening. And if you want to check us out and send us a message, you can send it to LockdownBadgers at gmail.com. And if you want to talk to us on Twitter, we are at LockdownBadgers. All right. Thanks again for making Lockdown Badgers your first listen every day. Continue tuning into Lockdown Badgers for the Badger basketball March Madness going on starting Friday against Colgate, as well as our dive into spring football here starting next week. Now make your second listen, Locked On NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts.